Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to have you back again this week. And as always, I I say this, but it's true. You and I are on a journey together. And every week we have an amazing opportunity to be able to learn and grow as it comes to how we can help to raise our daughters and be active participants in their lives. And we do that every week by talking to other dads because we can learn so much from the other fathers around us. Sometimes we're not always the best at asking for help or not always the best at reaching out and talking to even that dad that's next door. So this is a easy way for you to be able to learn from other dads from all across the world that are raising their daughters in different ways and giving you some tools for that toolbox that you have to help you to be able to put some things in place that will help you to be engaged, be active, and be in your daughter's lives throughout their entire lives. This week, we got another great guest. Hotep is with us today. And if you've not met Hotep before, you're going to meet him today. But Hotep has been talking about something called the Strong Dad Protocol. We're going to be talking about that. But first and foremost, we always have to talk about being a dad. But first, Hotep, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. It is a pleasure having you here today. I love being able to meet new dads. And one of the things that I love doing first and foremost is turning the clock back in time. Wouldn't it be great if we could just do that sometimes? But I would love to turn the clock back in time to that first moment, that first moment when you found out that you were going to be a father to a daughter. What was going through your head? Well, my wife and I were, we had just finished converting a van. I worked all summer on a van from everything mechanical up to the inside. I, you know, created an entire space inside of this uh, minivan, built everything myself and came home one day and my wife said, I'm pregnant. And, (laughs) and first thing I was extremely excited. And then the second thing I thought was, all right, how do I make this van capable of holding three of us instead of two of us, which never ended up happening. But I held on begrudgingly for about two and a half, three months before giving it up entirely and deciding to set root. So I was really thinking about how my life was about to change. And I was pretty sure, well, I knew in my heart I was going to have a daughter because I've always wanted a daughter ever since I was young. I've been preparing myself to have a daughter since the day that I knew I wanted to be a father. And I was just deciding at this point, I just want to manifest the best person I can be for her. You just said that you always knew you wanted to be a father to a daughter. What was it about being a father to a daughter that resonated with you and made you in your mind say, I want to be a father to a daughter? To be honest, I don't know. You know, I watched my dad with my half sister. I don't even know if that impacted me as much. I think perhaps it was just when I was really young, I knew that I wanted to be a dad. And, you know, my thought was, well, let me pick out the names that I would name my future child. And it was always girl names. I was always thinking of having a daughter. I never really even considered having a son, to be honest. It just felt like a really natural thing. I feel like some men, their life experience requires that they have a son because there's a lot that they need to learn 
in that aspect. And I think that other men don't struggle in that way. And it's a daughter that they need because it's a level of nurturing or softness that they lack in their life that, you know, that's meant for them. I really feel like it's all divine based on who you are as a person. Talk to a lot of dads and many of the dads tell me that in stepping into not only being a father, but a father to a daughter, there's some fear. There's some fear to raising daughters. What would you say has been your biggest fear in raising a daughter? Letting letting her go, knowing that one day I'll have to send her out into the world to fly. I'd, I come from a family of very uh, strong-minded and successful and intelligent women. So I feel like the hardest part will be when she starts to assert her own her own will more than she can right now at this stage. I think that's going to be, that's the part I fear, but I, I, I do realize that that is the natural progression of things. So it'll come and I'll accept it, but I don't want it to come. I put in my application for her to stay the same age forever. So I'm just waiting for them to give me a call back to <laughs> let me know if I was approved. I think you're going to be waiting for a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, I completely hear you there. I just dropped my own daughter off at college and this is my oldest and talk about having to let her fly. It is definitely a challenge. It's definitely hard for us drive away and drive away about 12 hours away to leave her and to let her fly. And you do whatever you can to prepare your daughters to be ready for that point. And I think we have prepared her well, but it's still not easy. And I think any parent would say that no matter if you have, you're a father to a son or a daughter, leaving them when they go off, whether it's to college, whether it's into the military, whether it's whatever, post high school, that's the first step in the first kind of the wings you give them to fly and you let them fly. But it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. No, it's not. And, you know, now that I actually think about it, I think that the term mama's boy and daddy's girl, I always wanted a child that, like, I love my mom. And I always noticed that boys really are attached to their moms and daughters are attached to their dads. And so I think maybe that's why I wanted a daughter, because I wanted to be integral in a completely different way. That relationship I idolized, my mother and her, uh, my mother and my grandfather who passed, their relationship was very special. And I think maybe that's why. Now, your daughter's still young, but you've had some definite experiences with her and you'll have many experiences as she grows. What's been your most memorable? experience that you've had thus far as a father, but also as a father to your daughter? I mean, right now, seeing her for the first time is the most memorable experience that I can really, because every other experience is just, it's trumped by the next day. Every time she learns something new, it's like a step up, 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 up. Every day I'm like, it can't get better than this. It can't get better than this. And in a little way it does. But when I think about like walking down the hallway with her, into the next room and just looking at her little eyes as she was staring at everything. I think that was that was an amazing moment because it was like, oh, it's here, but my life completely, it's not the same life anymore after that. And it's not your life in the way that it was before either. It's, it's our life. So it was just, I, I feel like that moment will probably stick out for a long time until she, until she does something crazy. <laughs> and inevitably, there will be those times where you'll have something crazy happen and You'll be like, what the heck? What? How do I respond to this? And 
you'd have to just let it roll off your back and just keep moving forward. And it's an, just another phase and another day of parenting and you have to learn from it as well. Now, I first learned about you through a tweet that you put out there. You were talking about being a girl dad and I love that. What does being a girl dad mean to you? Being a girl dad to me is what it truly means to set an example for how a woman should be treated. I feel like because I am the father to a girl, it propels me to be a better husband to my wife and just a a better example of a man in general. And I look at the philosophies of my mother, my grandmother, the women in my family, and they were very much formed around the type of men in our family. And they always had a saying for the type of men in our family for their work ethic and such. And so I feel like I always want to be a better man than I am. I always want to progress as much as I can. And I feel like being a, a girl dad is the best opportunity to because it's not just about you being the best example of a man. It's about setting a standard that she will have for the rest of her life. She's going to match every man up to you if you did your job right, if you did your job to the best of your abilities. She's going to compare them all to you. And I really feel like that just, it makes me want to be better every day. So it's, that's definitely what being a girl dad is about. It's about self-improvement. Talking about self-improvement, over the last few months, you've been really jumping into putting out a lot of different videos on YouTube. And it's about what you call the strong dad protocol. And I love what you say here. You say that what's this about? It's about promoting the wellness on men from the perspective of husbands and fathers. Being a strong dad is a mindset that reaches beyond the body. We seek to influence other men to seek the path of purpose as husbands, fathers, teachers, or living examples of stoic and strong men. This is not manosphere content. This is the strong dad protocol. Talk to me more about this. What made you create this? What is it about? And what pushes you forward? to really want to create more, to help more fathers? I decided to create the Strong Dad Protocol a few months before Father's Day. And it was mainly because I saw that it became a popular thing to teach men, you know, to teach young boys like how to be men. And what I was noticing is that it was coming from a lot of men who were single, childless, not married, you know, had a lot of bad uh, relationships. And to me, it was deafening trying to speak against them, trying to say, no, this is not how men are. This is how they are. And so I decided that the best way to combat the rise in popularity of that form of male-based content was to just speak from the perspective of being a father and being a husband and providing an alternate space where men can understand it's one thing to hear like this is how you should act when you approach women and this is how you want to raise your children from someone who doesn't have any of those but when you hear advice from fathers there's a lot more wisdom attached to it and there's like a growing wisdom too it's not like a, i know everything this is how it is it really is more of a humble way of progressing and that to me is you know, that was the the driving purpose. I decided, you know, I would do the strong dad protocol and I would bring people along as I grew and as I learned lessons as a man myself. 
And that's kind of the answer to both of those. And I mean, you know, what propels me is, you know, being a father, being being a husband. Every time I learn something new, I realize that that the template is never so, like solidified for men and that it always is evolving and advancing. And so it keeps me wanting to stay on top of this so that people can see. There's a saying by Amenhotep Akhenaten that essentially what it means is that a, a wise man, he doubts himself more than he is sure of himself. And that is where his progression is. And so when you see fools, they know everything. They're obstinate. You can't change their mind. And I felt like, you know, this Manosphere thing was run by a bunch of fools. And I wanted to show that there are better men out there, that there are better examples of men out there, that you can be masculine and not be offensive or not be, you know, a host of the other things that they tie masculinity itself to because becoming more masculine saved my life. But when you say that, it's so unpopular to say that because people view it through the the quote unquote toxic lens. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say, well, no, masculinity is healthy for men. And it's because you're hearing it from these people that you don't understand it. So I decided to just do my own thing instead of reacting to them and, you know, trying to fight against their tide. I just created my own wave. And then, of course, you know, Father's Day came around and the the Hotep community that we're a part of decided we would do Strong Dad June. And so I said, well, every day of the month of June, I will, you know, speak on an aspect of fatherhood and of being a, a man that should be learned, that should be taught. And it just, you know, it became, it took life from there. When you talk about the Hotep community, talk to me about what that means to you. Because I, I do know that Hotep is a word that comes, uh, it's an Egyptian word. And I, I, I know that. Um, but how do you define it for yourself? And how do you embody that within yourself? I define it as it was delivered. I think that over the years, they've turned Hotep into a derogatory thing. And a lot of people who are violent in thought and the way that they treat others, especially women, took that word and it became their moniker. But it's not their moniker. It's just they lack understanding. And so... For me, finding Hotep was really about finding meditation. You know, I derived my understanding of Hotep from Patahotep, Akhenaten, Marcus Aurelius, all of these people. These are Hotep men. When you listen to Marcus Aurelius or you read his work, he talks about being a man in an upright manner, an upstanding manner. You don't go out of your way to bring others down. You're you're there to bring others up around you. And so all of those aspects are Hotep. And so I derived it from that. I said, well, this is how I view Hotep as it was delivered to us. And I try to embody it in that sense. The, you know, the community that, that I'm a part of, the Hotep Nation community, really is has expanded. You know, there's Hoteps of many different colors. And really, it's about teaching how to be good in a society where being the opposite is promoted more, where being negative is promoted more. You're taught to raise a family. You're taught to educate yourself continuously, to be the best teacher by being the best student. You know, you're you're taught to put your health before many other things and try to bring others up 
in that way, trying to lead your community. You know, that when you are embracing Hotep, you are embracing the best aspects of leadership that you possibly can. And in order to embrace that, you have to learn to live up to it. And so being Hotep is a constant, you wake up and it's a it's a new day to be better than you were. It's a new day to employ a new understanding. And every time you fall, the community itself is there to uplift you, bring you back up and put you back on the right path. So that's what Hotep is to me. Whereas to, you know, others, it can be perceived as a male-centered thing, but it really isn't. I mean, if you understand where Hotep comes from, then you recognize very much that the woman is the most sacred individual within the space of Hotep. And so it's really about men being better for this sacred woman in many aspects. That's at least how I, you know, not interpreted it. Like I said, how it's delivered is how I interpret it. Whereas others, they interpret it and put their own template on it. And to each his own, but this is the pathway that I've chosen. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, I know in a number of the videos that you've created, you you focus on a lot of things in regards to not only being a man, but you also talk about fitness and nutrition and taking care of yourself so you can then take care of your family as well. And especially as we get older, sometimes we fall off, I'm going to say we fall off the wagon of the fitness wagon per se, and we lose that routine, especially if we have had a routine. Sometimes we don't even have a routine. If someone has been off that fitness wagon for a bit and and definitely wants to get back on it and find ways to be able to incorporate that back into their daily life, are there things that you would encourage them to do to at least move in the right direction? Yes. Temporary motivation to do something, it never is enough. So really it's about you know, when people get motivated, they start and they go all in to it. And that's where you end up falling off because motivation disappears after the first day or two, you know, you're after that, it's gone. So my suggestion is always pick little things that you can, you know, that you can be disciplined in and start off small. So if you're someone who struggles more with the diet than actually exercising, pick two or three practices in your diet that you can change and become disciplined in doing just those two or three things. And then it'll kind of start rolling forward. It'll start, you'll pick up some momentum from there. And then being motivated from your own discipline is kind of different because it pushes you towards finding more areas where you can achieve that discipline. So, you know, if you're someone who struggles getting started in the gym, I always say just start by waking up and doing some sort of exercise. If you can wake up and do 20 push-ups a day, 10 squats a day, something really, really small. And over time, you will recognize the benefit and the need to do more. Even like, let's say, you know, some people, they have their free time, they sit at home, they relax and they watch TV. Do something during the commercials or while you're sitting there watching TV, get down on the floor and just watch your favorite show while you do some squats. And something that you can employ easily first is usually the best way because not everybody has the ability to just jump head in and do it. So, and it sounds easier than it is. And, you know, I recognize that, you know, for myself, I was incarcerated 
And I was pretty active before and I was going to the gym before, but just enough. And so you get in there and you're kind of just pushed right into exercising a lot by the older guys there. So for me, it's easy to just jump headlong into something to eat the same thing for months on end. But for others, it's not that easy because there's so much variety in life and things drawing away your attention. So that's why I say, you know, doing something small and working your way up from there. If you get a gym membership, go for just one day a week. And that one day should eventually push you towards wanting more. You're going to recognize it, you know, and and be just being honest with yourself as well. If you cannot love the vessel that you're in, then improving it will never be your imperative. You'll always be trying to just, you know, satisfy the negative feelings you have, but you're never actually there to embrace yourself. So you got to love yourself. You got to accept what you are, what you look like, and realize that you have more control over this space than not. The lack of control, it comes from a lack of discipline. So doing small things shows you how much control you actually have in this aspect. You know, there's, we can't control our outside world, but we can control what goes in our bodies. We can control how we choose to meet the day. So it starts with the mind. It starts with making positive steps in the mind. It's not enough to see something. You see something online and you're like, man, I got to get out there and work out, right? And then what happens? An hour or two later, you've forgotten about that. And it's no longer in your lexicon. It's no longer there anymore. So even at that point, like for me, when it comes to writing, sometimes I have an idea and it'll go away because I don't act on the idea. So whenever it comes to my mind, I act on it as soon as possible. So if you're looking at a video and you're sitting at home on your couch and you're like, man, I really got to get into it, get stand up and do some stand up and do, you know, 20 squats or something like that. You know, something that's going to linger the feeling, right? Your legs will be a little sore if you've not really done it before. So that soreness is going to linger. It'll show up, you know, the next day and you're going to realize, oh yeah, I started exercising. Let me do something else, things like that. And an education, change what you consume and eventually you'll become that. If you consume crap content for a long time, <laughs> then you don't really do much, but kind of just sit around in a crappy state. But if you start changing what you take in, like when I was trying to uh, compete for bodybuilding, my entire algorithm for my YouTube, it changed. All I saw was things about bodybuilding and that kept me fresh and focused and wanting more out of it. So that's, you know, another thing is it starts with what you consume and then your mind and then those small steps. And then eventually, if you have discipline in another area, then it's not hard to have it here. It's just a different, it's a, just a different space, but discipline is the same all around. It's the same action, no matter what you're doing. It's just, can you apply it to a different action. Now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? I'm ready. In one word, what is fatherhood? Humility. When was the time that you finally felt like you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? Finally letting her transition to her big girl bed. <laughs> now, who inspires you to be a better dad? My wife. If I was to forward this conversation five years, 10 years, how would you want your daughter to describe you? I would want her to describe me as a man of constant 
evaluation of, of improvement, someone who was never satisfied with just being good at, not at life necessarily, but good at being her father, someone who's always trying to be better for her. You've been some different pieces of advice today. You've shared your own experiences and some of the things that are most meaningful to you. As we finish up today, what's one piece of advice you'd like to give to every dad? Every day is a new time. It's a new moment to become better, but that does not mean that you will become better every day. Some days you will backslide. Some days you'll be forgetful. Some days you'll be hard on yourself. And I think that the most important thing through all of those days, every one of those days, is that recognizing that you are human. You are learning just as much as she is learning. And you're never going to get it 100% correct. She's going to grow up and she's going to have her one criticism, if not more. There's no such thing as the perfect parent. And so you can't live every moment trying to be the perfect parent. My mom, she says, we work with the tools we're given whenever we talk about my dad or we talk about our relationship. She says, you work with the tools you're given. So if that's the case, take the tools you have and just constantly refine them and get better at them. And you will fulfill as much of your destiny as a father as you can. And the whole goal is to pass away on a forward momentum. And really, that's it. What, what do you want to leave behind? Think about what you want to leave behind. Because it's not just about your family. It's about that your imprint on the world. What will people say about you? How will people feel about your existence on this world? And if you spend your life trying to be perfect, then they're never going to be able to absorb who you are. And that would be my piece of advice. Well, Hotep, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your own experiences today, for being here and for sharing this journey that you're on. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. I appreciate you. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step -step roadmaps, and more. You will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of fathering together. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them
the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.